Alright guys, welcome back to another Listen to Where to Start. Uh, my name is Patrick and I want to say thank you guys for coming and listening. On um, today's topic we'll be talking about solo leveling. I'm not sure if you guys have read or um, have heard of the big sensation Korean manhua that's been kind of circulating a lot over the past couple months, but unfortunately it finally came to an end. So uh, last Wednesday was the last release of the Webtoon novel for it. Uh, I know the light novel is a little bit different, but I was reading the Webtoon manhua version of it for the past couple of uh, months. And man, it was a very fun, colorful, character developing story. I mean, it was wonderful to be a part of it. And uh, one thing to take note of, it really gave off that like classic, I will say back in early 2000 vibes when it comes to the story development. And not saying like it was a long manga or manhwa that took a, a long time to complete. But for one thing for certain though, you didn't feel like they were rushing anything too much. Although some people did say that the light novel did, you know, put more detail into the story, which would make sense because you have a lot more you can do with the light novel than with the manhua, just because how they are output and how they are drawn. But all in all, when it comes to just the pure character development with our main character, um, Jin Woo, and his um, shadow army, it, it is something to really captivate about because you really feel for him and really feel like you were on the journey with him. Like, my, my, my favorite comparison to him or to this story in general is kind of like Bleach, Demon Slayer, and um, kind of like Black Clover. Like, it's pretty obvious. We're making our character, our main character, Jin Wu, the most OP character we can think of when it comes to in this story. Yes, he faces adversity. Yes, there are stronger villains that come out throughout the series. But our main guy keeps getting stronger and stronger, which is a very simple shonen trope. It, it, it's always there. It makes sense. But thank God for the Arthur. He did it in a fun way, in a way that didn't seem like he was cheating or just giving a certain like plot armor, per se, to get to the next step. He would have to think outside the box to get stronger every time. It's not a simple one-way solution. But in this fight, he may be using different weapons, or this fight, he may be using magic. So he's constantly evolving the character to use more than just his bronze and just his overwhelming powers, but also, you know, make him be skillful, which is something that we don't see a lot of, I feel like, in terms of modern day um, anime and manga, which is kind of sad. But it's something really refreshing to see, especially since every chapter that was coming out were always in color spread. So I know a lot of the online YouTubers were very hoping and like me personally, that hopefully in the future, not too far off, even for me, I'll say even in the next five years, if this somehow gets an animation adaption, this is by far going to be number one, always. There's no, like, the only way this is not number one is if for some reason my hero is still going on during that time. Like, there's nothing in this coming horizon, I will say, that... Even Jujutsu Kaisen, being how big it is, and even though Demon Slayer is going to be keep going on for a while, I, I, I do personally believe that if this manhwa 
becomes an anime, it will be number one in that year, hands down. No questions asked. It, the, the fighting scenes, just the art style, the grand scale of some moments, and just, just the fine details of each character is something to behold when you read this manhua. Uh, for those that just haven't read it yet, do. I'm, I'm, I mean, so just pick it up. If you like fighting, if you like mage, if you like um, another chance again at life, if you like just even just... Um, this art design, kind of how Bleach had that very um, aesthetic when it comes to every design is different. The, the art style and the clothing is not one-dimensional. It's so different. This is something I'll suggest to read because it really does bring that to the forefront. It makes you actually think like, hey, this is something special and I haven't seen it in a long time. So like, I'm telling you, you got to really look into it. But I'm going down into like just my favorite moments into the manhwa since it's come to an end. I, I would have to say that there are a, there are a couple. So I'll say I'll give my top three favorite moments that made me go like, "Damn, <laughs> I can't wait till next week." Well, it happens every chapter, but there, there's a, there's a few that really stuck out to me. Um, I'll say one was by far the first time our, our main character uses his special power. When he got his uh, necromancy power, which is to make those um, enemies and monsters that have died resurrect and become a, become a part of his army. So when he first did that, after fighting um, his main companion, Egris, um, and he first did it then, oh man, that was a game changer. Because before, it was just like, okay, we get it. He has his inventory. He has his weapons. He can heal. He can do some uh, manipulations, but this was the first time we see him really do something like, hold up, this is different because at first he was a, uh, he was just a fighter class. You know, he just fought daggers, swords, you know, just straight up just sword fighting and punching. But now seeing him do magic, this was something real different that really determined the story to a different, different way because this led to so much more into making not just enemies like monsters he kills become his part of the army. But then we saw later on he made uh I think his name is Juan Dung Suk, his um his younger brother or I think that's the main brother's name, sorry I always forget the two. Um he became he made him one of his soldiers out there killing him after he was threatening his best friend. Which no one like we never really thought about it. It's one of the things like you never think about can happen until you see it happen. Like you're like, all right, this applies to monsters, but what about humans? And we saw it in full front. If it happens, if he kills a human, he can arise them, and they, just like that, he's a part of their army. And that was like that. That was crazy. But knowing that you know Jinwu has this power to resurrect powerful enemies that he barely beats, and just has them quickly have them join his side. It was just that was a shocker because that really did change the way the story was going after the first couple chapters. Because it was like at least you know I'll say thirty, thirty odd chapters. I'll say thirty to forty was you know that story build up about Gunslinger's character. All right, he's a fighter. He knows how to play swords. That's what he likes to do. But this was changing the character and what his style of fighting is truly going to be about. Since now he can add an army to his arsenal. And carry that around so that was very very crazy in terms of the next i would say the next most popular um point in which i was really shocked during my chapter is one 
when J- the Japanese S rank came and they were trying to hop on the Korean S rank, um, conquer the Jeju Island with the ants. And then seeing Jin Woo with all the other S ranks, they were like, you know, doing some warm ups in the gym. But then the Japanese came and they wanted to, like, you know, show off their skills and be like, hey, nah, nah, we, we're actually, we, we're a little step above your S rank. Okay, guys, like, don't even think. But seeing Jin Woo fight, I believe his name is Gojo, not Gojo, sorry, but the top Japanese um, S rank leader and like go toe to toe. And literally, he pulled, he was, Jin Woo was pulling his punches. That's how you know it was crazy. When Jin Woo was pulling his punches and make, and he had to make sure not to kill him because he knew for a slight second he was better than him. Oh man, that, that, that wide panel scene when they were just about to attack each other and then the other S ranks had to come in to break them up because it was getting kind of serious. Oh man, that, that was nice. That was so intense because you can just tell. The buildup of seeing the other S ranks, you know, fighting each other, paying like a pretty much a tag, who can ever touch who in the back first wins. And you see, you know, a two on two fight over there, the big guys with each other on the other side. You get this, like, you know, about three chapters worth of back and forth with the S rank, which is really funky. You don't really get to see the S ranks that much um, training with each other or even just having hard competition too much. And this was a great. I mean, like you, you, you can't, you can't find anything better. It's like seeing, you know, uh, and put a reference to something more modern. It's like we got to see Levi for Attack on Titan versus, you know, um, Annie versus Mikasa on a three-year battle to see who's the best of the best. You know, when it comes to fighting, like you would never see it. You would love to see it, but you'd never see it. And this, and for them to do that was very, very, very nice because that that made it even more interesting to know that all right. There are S rank, but there are levels to it. You know, there's you can be an S rank just by base power alone, but there is a, a gap between certain S ranks within that rank itself, and then to ultimately become a national level rank hunter. That's like the ultimate class of um, hunters out there. But Jin Ru like proving himself to be, hey, I'm not just a newbie when it comes to this. I, I am actually a lot better than what most people think, and he he loves a Jin Ru. I love it too because he he doesn't like to show off himself. He doesn't try to promote his strength. It's always something of humility that he just tries to keep internal because he doesn't want to um, be boastful. He's not a boastful person. He's very um, internal with himself and very I would say um, humble because a lot of times you I know I'm going kind of off topic here, but a lot of times throughout the story. He, he will try to help out other people without them knowing. He doesn't want that recognition because he just wants to do good just to do good, which is which is a great thing to see because a lot of times we see our main characters in a lot of shows be the center of attention always. And I know there's some gags, like some main characters don't want to, but the gag in the story is that other people will always remind them or always, other people are always trying to go to them saying, hey, you're a great person and trying to let other people know that. Kind of like... Uh, it's kind of, I'll say Jin Woo's kind of re, re, um, reminds me of like One Punch Man with Saitama. He just does good and doesn't get the recognition for it. And we all know that. Um, only a few people out there know that, hey, he's the one that did it. He he is the true hero and one of the strongest. Only probably, I think, four people in the whole One Punch Man series know that. And it's kind of funny. 
But the same way goes to Jin Woo. Like, only his best friend, um, this best friend's father, because he saved his life. And I think two other people know the full extent of his, like, ability and how truly strong he can actually be. Which is something that is very nice to see in Humble. Um, but moving on, the third best thing I would have to say that really stood out was when Jinwoo died. So, if you, I mean, like, if, if you're this deep into this conversation with me, you should already read the story. Because I'm, I'm doing the whole recap. But when Jinwoo died, oh man, that, that shook me. Because I'm like, alright man, I know this manga is not going to be done, but Jinwoo's dead. So there's only two things can happen right here. Either he comes back, or this is like... We get an alternate ending in the sorts that some sort of weird thing goes wrong. But, like, him getting stabbed and him not being able to defeat um, these other monster god-level beating these monarchs. And him losing them, losing to them from a 2v1 was shocking. Because throughout this point, I mean, Jinwoo did have some struggles. But we didn't know, like, he, he, he still would find out a way. He, we know that in his kit of many things he can do from uh, telekinesis, um, from the mage powers and attacking them with different dagger techniques and just being like an assassin type as well. We knew that, like, okay, it's going to be tough, but eventually he's going to figure out a way. He, he's going to find out how to get this done. And, you know, we will believe in general, but... He he didn't like and he and he just got obliterated and straight up stabbed to the chest and straight up died like Jin Wu literally died, but this led towards such a great reawakening of the true power within him, which was great to see. But but before even knowing that, before even knowing that. It's it's kind of like you you will, it's it's hard to say. It's kind of like you're just stunned because at this point it's been already past a hundred. I'll say a hundred and sixty chapters, hundred fifty chapters or so. And this is the first time you really see Jinwoo like lose, like not just like a simple loss, but like he really like lost in this fight. And you're just like, this is the end of the world. If Jinwoo can't do it. No one else can, because we saw Thomas Andre trying to help out, but he got he got smacked down by the Beast Monarch. We see the other S ranks in Korea; they got shook just just in the just the presence of these monarchs around the other S rank hunters. They were just done. They like they were for the White Tiger Guild leader. He just stood there frozen, just just by just looking at him. That's how much they're outclassed. But you, you, deep down, you're like, nah, man. Jin, Jin got this. But seeing him actually get stabbed through the heart, man, that was that was that was a wild, a wild part. But that those, but man, solo leveling. I'll say, yeah, my top ten, top ten all, all top ten all time anime listing in terms of just manga. Anime is different because some animes are different than the manga. But for my manga takes. And my favorite manga out there, Soul Living, definitely my top 10. If I can collect 
that series, I would. That's my next collection of series after, of course, uh, Tokyo Ghoul and Berserk. But like, Solo Leveling is up there in terms of just one of the best, you know, art style storytelling. This man was out there. It had a really good ending, a really good beginning in the pilot. I loved it. I loved it so much. I mean, like, if you haven't, like I said, if you haven't read it, and you listen to this podcast, you listen to me talking about it and gushing over it, um, do read it. It's right now. It's all it's finished. So if you if you like me and fiend off of reading, <laughs> man, you might finish it in three days. If not, at least two weeks, you will get done with it, and you you enjoy the reading you go through this because it's a very very entertaining story. Um, last piece I want to say, though, before I end off here, um, where to start, man? Start reading chapter one. <laughs> That's where you should start. You should start off reading chapter one, and I guarantee you would not be looking back from there on out. Um, total leveling by far 10 out of 10 in terms of art, 10 out of 10 when it comes to story. I love the characters, love the design, and all my friends that we read it, um, we just can't get enough of it. It's sad that it's gone. But it would not be forgotten by all means. It would never be forgotten. Just look on YouTube from people that read it, live, stream it. Um, personally, I follow Roger's Base and King of Lightning. L- like, look how ecstatic they get when reading this. Because the hype behind this is just too much. It's a really good read. You guys definitely got to read it when you have the chance to. But, um, yeah, so the Loveling. One of the greats. It finished properly. No issues. I just wish we had more. But this is where to start with Patrick. Peace.